0: Yo, what is happening, guys? Nathan back once again with another episode of the Unplugged Freedom Podcast. And today's episode is going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. It's all about leaving relationships. And where's my apology letter? Where's, where is it? I'm still waiting. Still haven't got it in the mail. We're going to talk all about leaving relationships, okay, and why sometimes they're actually for the better okay so let's get to it okay first and foremost okay a lot of people like to put words in my mouth and they like to think that I'm totally against relationships they think that I'm against having kids against buying a house against relationships against getting married I'm not against any of that okay so What I am against is people getting into relationships and staying in relationships even though they can see that it's not good for them. Okay? They just keep telling themselves lies. I'm not about people having kids without thinking about it fully. And I, like, take a look around. You can see these people. They are everywhere. they just like, oh, I want to have kids. And then they just pop out a kid. And then next thing you know, they're popping out another one. you're like, is that... Is that, is that really a good, good idea that you need another one? Because I, I don't know. Like, you already got... Uh, <laughs> and I don't believe in marriage unless you truly, truly think about it. And a lot of people are like, oh, I just, I just want, to, I want to get married. I, I want to get married. I want to have a family. And they don't even think about this stuff. The, the question that you've got to be asking yourself is... Why do I think that I want to have kids? Where did that belief come from? Why do I think that I want to get married? Where did that idea come from? And there's some people that I'll even talk to and they're like, oh, you just, you just feel it within. You just feel it. You just need to have kids and you can feel it inside of you. I'm like, yeah, okay, I get that. Okay, I'm all about feeling things, trusting your heart, trusting your gut and all that stuff. Yes, but I'm also very aware about auditing our own belief system. Why do we have the beliefs that we do? Why do we think we want to do the certain things that we do? I knew people who wanted to become a doctor, not because they wanted to become a doctor, but because it would make them, their parents, happy. But in reality, what they wanted to do was travel the world. They didn't want to fucking become a doctor. But when when your parents are a lawyer and a doctor... You tell them that you want to be a backpapper, backpapper, what the fuck, <laughs> you, you tell them that you want to be a backpacker traveling through Europe with no aim or direction, your parents are like, oh my god, like, what, what are they doing? They're like, you know, being h- strung upside down in the jungle of South America, smoking the dope trying to find themselves like no man they're just living their dream that's what they're doing so i'm not against buying a house i'm not against any of these things but what i am against is people not thinking things through and this is why the divorce rate is at 44 percent in canada this is why we have marriages and uh families that are just torn apart because people don't think these things through if you're going to like the responsibilities that come with having a kid there's a reason i don't have a kid okay because i'm not responsible enough to fucking take care of one and i can admit that okay there's a lot of people out there who are far less qualified than i am who are popping out not but not just one but two but three but four maybe even five and our government doesn't help them either because they keep fucking giving them more money for each kid they pop out so it's like this cycle that just keeps going and it's, it's, it's terrible. So just wanted to cover that, okay, before we get into this. Okay, I'm not, I'm not against relationships, okay? Relationships are amazing, but the thing is is that people get into relationships for the wrong reasons. I knew somebody who would not dump this guy only because he was hot. He was a good looking man. I'll say he was like six foot three, super fit. Like, he was, he was a good looking man. He was going to university, you know, on his way to like, you know, become, I can't remember what he was doing, but he was a good looking man. I can say that. I was like, man, it's a, a good looking dude right there. Okay. But the two of them were some of the, they were just the worst couple ever. And she would be like, I don't know. Like, should I, should I, like, should I, like, dump him? I don't know. And it, And her girlfriends would be like, "Are you crazy? He's so hot, oh my God, like don't do that. Ugh. well, if you don't want him, I'll take him and it just It just blows me away. so she would rather take this person who they just do are not compatible whatsoever. And she would keep him around why because he's good eye candy to hang off her arm that's why just blows me away okay so this is this is the thing so relationship leaving relationships okay i'll tell you right now leaving relationships is very 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 hard whether they are romantic relationships or non-romantic relationships they're extremely hard it sucks nobody likes to do it i don't even like i don't like to do it and i'm a cold-hearted person okay but the thing is it's never easy but you have to look at things you have to be able to look at things and say you know what when i'm looking down the road i i don't i just i just don't see it you're wanting this but at the end of the day I'm not seeing that, and because I don't see that, it's not fair to you that I continue drag it out even longer. And the next thing you know, five years has passed, and you know we should have ended it after the first year. So it's that self reflection. that that's a skill that's it's extremely hard and the two of you could be very as mutual as possible about it and you could say yeah it's not working out let's go but unfortunately guess what it's still going to be hard it's it's never easy leaving relationships is one of the toughest things ever i know people in relationships right now right this very moment they're married they have kids they're unhappy as hell but they're thinking, if I go, I don't have anywhere. I don't have anything. I was like, you only think that you don't have anything. You've got your family. You've got your friends. you got everybody. Everybody around you. Even me. I would support you in whatever way that I possibly could. Because why? I would look at you and say, good for you. And then they would say things, well, I don't want to fuck up my kids. Like, you know what? What do you want you to show your kids? Do you want to show your kids that even if you're unhappy and you're miserable, just, just stick with it and don't change anything? Is that what you want to show your kids? Because they see it. They very much see it. Everybody sees it. Okay, when you see true happiness, you don't see it physically. Um, You see it almost like you connect with it. Like you can't help but smile. You can't help but enjoy it. But if it's just fake happiness, you don't connect with it. It's just like if you see real emotion on the TV, you connect with it. You are inspired by it, you are saddened by it, you are horrified by it, whatever it is. When it's real, you connect with it. But if it's fake and it's not real, well, you just kinda, you're just kind you more so just observing it. So I always tell people, if you're unhappy and you're worried about fucking up your kids, you're going to fuck up your kids if you stay in this unhappy marriage. If you wanted to be a really good parent, you would show your kids that when you're unhappy and you know that things are not going well, that it's okay to to cut it off and end that. And you may not even have that big of a plan, but you know that you gotta get rid of this that's making you unhappy. Because in order for you to thrive and get better, you know that you won't be able to do it with by being in this relationship so you got to get rid of that before you can actually start thinking properly it's like uh, in in one way you can kind of think of it like before somebody ever thinks about going to the gym and working out okay work on your diet like don't, don't even think about weights. Don't even think about a gym membership. Don't even think about any of that kind of stuff. Just start at home. Don't even think about breaking a sweat. Just think about what is in my fridge, what is in my cupboards, what am I eating on a daily basis and how much am I eating of it? How, what am I drinking? What am I not drinking? What do I need more of? And you could do that. Chain, take one year let's say you're really unhealthy you take one year never step a foot in a gym and you just lose all this weight because before you even think about working out breaking a sweat going to the gym you gotta fix the diet first and that's where a lot of people fail so i know a lot of people who were married and they're not married now, and they look at it and they say, I don't think I'll ever be married again. Because why? I've been through that. It was whatever, they got married young, about 20 years old, and 20 years later, they finally got out of it. One of these days I might tell you a story. It's a really good story, but I'm not gonna get too into it. But the thing is is that, a couple of months ago, I messaged this, this uh, person who I know. And this person was super successful. They were very successful. They lived in an awesome part of the city. They had a beautiful house. They had two kids. They had a, a like, husband that loved them. They had a million-dollar business. They were the epitome of success. If you looked at their life from the outside view, you'd be like, wow, you're so lucky. Like, do you know how much a house would be worth in this place? Like, it's, it's incredible. And so, like, like, they probably have, like, so much money right now. I messaged them a few months ago. I said, hey, how's it going? Like, what's happening? And they said, life is amazing. I eventually <laughs> left my husband. I met someone new. I left my business, which they were had a million dollar business. They left the business, they got bought out, they met somebody new and they started something new on their own and they were like, it's, it's amazing. And that to me, now I'm not, I'm not advocating, okay? I'm not advocating that everybody who's single is happy. That's not what I'm advocating what i'm saying is that if people are in an unhappy situation it takes so much courage to be able to leave that situation especially when you have kids when you have a marriage when you have a house when you have finances when you have all this stuff put together so when i heard this story I just replied to them. I was like, that is amazing. I was like, that is so cool. Not the fact that you left the marriage and all that all all whatever shit out there. But what's amazing is that you knew you were unhappy. You toughed through it. It wasn't a it wasn't an overnight thing. They were like sleeping in separate rooms, separate beds, eventually separate houses after she bought another property, all this stuff. Like it was, it was like a I don't know, multi, a few years process. But eventually, she got to a point where she could finally make the decision, make make that final decision, and say, "Okay, I'm done, I'm out of here." She went through the shame, the heartbreak, the. The criticism, the everything, all the legalities, all the paperwork, everything. I couldn't imagine what she had to go through. But at the same time, I look at them and I'm like, that is amazing. There's so many people out there right now who were in your situation. They may not even, they may still be sleeping in the same beds because they're so scared to think that they should be able to sleep in another a separate room like they 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 can't they don't even have that courage to be able to take that step and so so there's so many people who are in that situation right now but she got through it and that's just like people like that i love people like that people like that who can take life by the horns and and just go after what they want. That, that kind of stuff, Like I love those kinds of people. And like I said, I'm not saying relationships are bad. I'm not saying that uh, marriage is bad or having kids is bad and all that stuff. That's not what I'm saying. But the thing is, is when you see and recognize that you are truly not happy and you're looking around and you're saying, what is making me this unhappy? And why? And then you've what it is, how to do it. You try to fix it. Obviously, you're going to try to fix it, right? You're going to do therapy. You're going to do all this stuff. But after you try everything, it's okay to say, hey, look, I'm done. Who you are when you're 20 years old versus who you are when you're 40 years old are completely different people who you are when you're 20 years old and you have a brand new baby versus who you are when you're 40 years old and your kids are now moved out of the house you don't need to take care of them like you did before and you finally have a piece of your life and then all of a sudden all these thoughts start to come into your head and thinking i never got to live life i don't even know who i am because right from the get-go after i left high school I had kids, I got married. So I was always thinking about my husband. I was always thinking about my kids. I never even had time to think about myself. I don't even know who I am. And so that's why stories like this I think are just amazing, amazing. Because I know so many people who are in this very situation right this moment And I also know many people who have gotten themselves out of this situation. And if you have kids and you're worried about your kids, trust me, the best thing you can do for your kids is show them that it's okay. Because if you show them that it's not okay to leave down the road, and I'm not advocating divorce, that's not what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is that, yes, the whole fairy tale situation of till death do us part, all that shit, Yes, that's great and all, but that's not a reality. Okay, like I said, who you are when you're 20 years old versus who you are when you're 40 years old are two completely different people. Two very completely different people. I'm only 34 years old. Who I was when I was 20 years old is completely different. I can't even believe how far I've come. And I've had to end relationships throughout that in order to become who I am. So if you are in an unhappy marriage in an unhappy situation and in an unhappy relationship, realize that it's okay. And if you are in a situation where you're kind of thinking, I have nowhere else to go, so I have to stay here you have lots of places to go. Sometimes you got to make that decision. You got to jump and build your wings on the way down and that's okay. I've done that so many times. First relationship, I left. I was sleeping in my car for a month. I was a fucking mess. It was a mutual kind of agreement. 6 years later, I was supposed to go stay at a friend's house, and I remember packed my car up, gave her everything. I said you can have the you can have the the uh bed you can have the playstation you can have the tv you can have the couches you can have everything i just want whatever i can fit in my car and that is it and so i didn't have a place to live because at my friend's place they said um unfortunately you can't stay here and i was just like oh me being me the prideful person that i was i was a little bit ashamed as to telling people that i had just broken up with my six-year relationship girlfriend I didn't want to tell people. I didn't want to tell people over the phone. If I was going to tell people, I was going to tell them in person. But then also, I wasn't going to tell certain people until I told my parents first. And so, I couldn't tell anybody until I told my parents first. That's just how my brain worked. So it was very difficult. It was very difficult. So after I left, we both parted our ways. I had no idea where I was gonna go, no idea where I was gonna stay. I was like, well, I I don't wanna go, I didn't wanna drive eight hours north to go see my parents because I didn't wanna spend eight hours in a vehicle all by myself. Like, the emotions that I was feeling at the time were just incredible. And the thought of being in a vehicle all by myself for eight hours it's just horrendous. So I didn't go anywhere. I didn't tell anybody. I just kind of played things cool. I slept in my car for an entire month. And I know I may have covered this in previous podcasts, but for those of you who have never heard of it before, yeah, I was my car was so jam-packed i couldn't even put my seat back so what i'd do is i'd drive around vancouver and i'd find the steepest hill that i could find and i would park on that i'd just crank my parking brake on and i'd kind of be sitting back and that's how i would sleep wake up in the morning i still had a gym pass for club 16 so i'd go into club 16 and that's where I'd, i'd bring in some extra clothes and stuff so i could like wash it and i'd hang in in my car and kind of dry off in the sun And so I did this for a month. It was, it was horrible. I'd be like going to the public library and falling asleep in there. I'd be going to Starbucks in the little comfy chair and I'd be falling asleep in there. And there was this one park. I can't remember the Park Royal. I don't know, I can't remember. But there was this park bench and it was kind of like off in a little way. There was like the, the very high traffic public area but there was this one public bench that was kind of like hidden. You kind of had to go through some trees to get to it. And that was like my favorite because it was almost like it was, it was separate. Nobody really came through there and I would just fall asleep. I would fall asleep on the grass there. I can't believe I did this for a month. But the biggest thing was throughout this whole entire month, I was always listening to positive things. I was always trying to keep my head into a positive state because I had no idea who I was because because of this relationship because I came out of like high school kind of basically got into this relationship and then got into the military got out of the military like so much within that 6 years had happened and all I ever knew was her and I it was just us there was never just me and it was really interesting especially this is when I started to grow. Like like I said, who I am today is a completely different person than who I was before. And so I was going through all like these these this growing stages of you know, becoming who I am today. And it was it was a it was a nasty path, you could say. It was it was hot, it was tough because I had to unlearn so much of what I had learned. And it it was crazy. So here I am kind of like going through these things and I'm listening to and positive uh, audiobooks, podcasts, all kinds of things. Tony Robbins, like I remember the first time I saw Tony Robbins in in, um, Australia when he first came out on stage. I was like so emotional because like I remember thinking back I'm like, man, I was sleeping in my car for a month listening to this guy and and here I am finally meeting him. Like he, he's here on the stage. Like it just blew me away. Like it was crazy. And so I always remembered that where you are or where you've been, it, it's it's almost it's irrelevant because what matters is where you're going. And that's what I always thought. That's what I always knew. And I said, you know, I, I'm in a shitty place right now. But that's okay. Because I'm not going to stay here. Because if I were to stay here, there'd be a choice. Okay, pain is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. So I wasn't going to suffer. I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to make that decision. So I was always working out, making sure that I got a sweat on always listening to uh, positive things, reading positive books, and having a positive mindset the best that I could. All while, nobody knows about this. Nobody knows that I'm sleeping in my car for a month. Just, it's just absolutely crazy. Until eventually, after a month, uh, I did eventually tell some people. And um, yeah, it was, uh, it, was, it was quite the thing. It was quite the transition because you just had no idea who you were or which direction you, were, you wanted to go. And it was, it was incredible. So that was me leaving after a six-year relationship. Imagine leaving a 20-year marriage. Imagine having things like a house, kids, grandkids maybe, who knows? Like that, that, that's just incredible. But the thing is is that we have to realize that that it's okay. I think in the future, people are gonna be more accustomed to divorce and that it's okay. And the reason for that is because people change. People change, You're, you're allowed to change. You're allowed to come back and say, hey, you know what? I've been doing this whole marriage thing for a while and honestly, I just, I just don't think it's for me. And that's okay. You're allowed to make decisions like that. It's your life. If you've gone through the process and you've tried to make it work, you've genuinely tried to make things work and you wanted to and it just eventually didn't, and you're like, look, I just, I, I can't. I can't. That's okay. That's okay. Was it the, it was the second relationship that I was in She was from Australia. She was in Canada. We had met here. And eventually she had to go back. So we actually moved to Australia. And this one was interesting. It was extremely interesting because I had sold everything. I literally, my last day in Canada, I was sleeping on a yoga mat using a towel as a blanket. And I think a towel for a pillow. It was the most uncomfortable sleep ever and it was on like a concrete floor that had carpet on it and the pressure was just it was i had to roll over and was terrible sleep i had no debt zero debt paid off all my debt i had a stack of cash i had zero belongings my literal belongings was two suitcases and a backpack that was my literal belongings Imagine having no debt. I had a lot of debt from the relationship before. Imagine having no debt. Most people have debt. Most people have car payments, most people have mortgages, most people have kids, most people have toys, things like that. Most people have a lot of debt. It's normal to have debt. And I remember when I paid off my debt, I got rid of all my credit cards and all that. And people looked at me like, it was, like I was crazy, like, what? you don't have any credit cards, you weirdo. So I left to Australia and I went there. And, and so when I got there, we started buying things. We started buying, what, what did we buy? Coffee table, couch, I think a TV looking at a barbecue, like these different things, right? And I'm looking at it all and I'm thinking to myself like, what am I doing? I just got to a point in my life where I have no debt. I have no belongings. I have literally nothing holding me back. And I just came... 5,000 kilometers across the Pacific Ocean only to start doing it again. Buying the coffee table, buying the couch, buying the barbecue, all of this all over again. And I was just like, I, but I said, no, no, this is what I wanna do, this is what I'm going to do. It's okay. But this little seed was in the back of my head and it was just growing over time. And I was working a job, I was a bicycle courier, and I was meeting people from all over the world, from Brazil, from France, from Russia, from uh, Lithuania, for, like from Spain, from the UK. Like it was just amazing to meet these people and you go out hiking and hear these stories of their travels and all these things that they were doing and and you you met people like you've never met before. And this little seed in the back of my head just kept going and going and going. And I tried to push it away, I tried to push it away until one day, it was a couple months later, one day, I'm in the kitchen, I'm trying to cook dinner, but I can feel it, like it's, it's bubbling up, it's, it's like at my throat, and I keep trying to push it down, I'm like no, this is what I'm going to do, it's good, it's all good, we're good but it's like right there. You ever have that when like the emotions are right there and you're just like, you can't hold it back? I remember I walked into the room trying to play it cool and she just looks at me and says, what's wrong? I didn't even say anything. And she just shakes her head and says, you don't even have to tell me. I didn't know what to say. I was like, H- how did I, how was I supposed to know that when I came 5,000 kilometers away to a totally new world, that I was gonna feel these feelings? I had no idea, I had no idea. I only thought that what I wanted to do was what I was doing. But I wouldn't know until I actually knew. Like, Nathan, you have zero debt, zero belongings. You have the ultimate freedom. You can go anywhere and do anything. You can just, like... And this was about the time when I learned that freedom was a huge thing for me. Freedom's not a, a huge thing for a lot of people. A lot of people like structure. A lot of people like to... That's security safety a lot of people like that you know like they like to have a job that you know it's it's going to be they just want to go to a job because they know that they're going to get a paycheck every two weeks they don't want to have to start a business on their own because sometimes a month might be good sometimes a month might be shit they don't like that they don't want the variety they want the the security and that's okay that's okay There's nothing wrong with it. You just have to figure out what it is for you that makes you happy. So, yes, I had to break her heart. Absolutely. And it's not like it didn't break mine either. Like I said, it sucks leaving a relationship. It's terrible. It's one of the worst feelings ever. I've done it too many times in my life. I hate it. Okay, my poor heart. I don't know how many times, like, I can go through it. But I've learned so much from it each and every single time. And I'm glad that I did every single time. Glad that I had the courage to go through the shame, go through the embarrassment, go through the, the uncertainty, all of that. I'm glad because it allows me to make decisions down the road that might even be similar or maybe even more difficult. After I left that relationship, I moved out. And that's when things just changed for me. I was in a brand new country. Left Canada for the very first time. Brand new country. I had money, no belongings. I had freedom to go anywhere, do anything, and I did. Three years that turned into. Seven countries it turned into. I spent six weeks in Nepal. Eleven days hiking the Himalayan mountains. 4,500 meters high up in the mountains. I spent a couple days in China. Just living the dream in China. I spent six months up in northern Australia. I sold timeshare in Bali, Indonesia, at one of the nicest resorts on the island. I ate Michelin Star food in Singapore. It was one of my favorite things. Like I'm a simple guy. I go to Singapore, I eat Michelin star soy sauce chicken, and I walk around the city looking for uh, these orange orange juice vending machines. They literally have uh, fresh oranges. They've dropped down. It juices it right into a cup. It's the best orange juice ever. Um, I've been to Hong Kong uh, eating Michelin star dumplings. I've been to Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Uh, is that is that all of them? I always forget like one of them. But three years seven countries the amount of growth that i experienced from that was just incredible i wouldn't be here with you today if it wasn't for that the people that i met the people that i left there was there was heartache there was love there was crying there was excitement there was joy there was. It was incredible. I remember one of the first times I was, I always remember, like I swear, like I was going to work, had a bicycle. In Australia, I rode rode a bicycle in Australia for an entire year. I'm going down this road and I'm kind of like swerving from the left to the right. It's a beautiful day in Australia, Brisbane, Australia. And I just remember this feeling inside of me. And this feeling was just... I feel fucking amazing. I love my life. That I have the ability to be able to be a bicycle courier not because I needed to and it was the only job that I could get, but because I wanted to. I I worked at an abortion clinic. It was... Uh, ex-girlfriend's mom's business and so like my my view on abortion is like completely different it's 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 crazy Um, but I had that experience selling timeshare in Bali meeting people from all over the world and talking to them and it's just amazing and so I never would have done that if I never had the courage to leave a relationship that I couldn't see going forward. Yeah, like maybe we could have done that together and whatever and all that stuff, but that's not what, but when you when you look at it and you kind of think, you know what, I don't, I don't think I'm ready for a relationship yet, I don't know, maybe ever, I don't know. But it's not fair to the other person that if you're going through this kind of stuff, and so it was one of the best decisions I ever made. There was another relationship, but afterwards I'm not gonna get into that one. Just, you know, just, it's just more of the same stuff. You make a decision based on where you are, what you want in life, and that's okay, it's okay. Here's what I hate about leaving relationships. Now, if you're a girl, and you are the one who's deciding to leave the relationship, huh, this is what I hate. It's, it's so biased, or it's so double standard. If a girl's leaving a relationship, it's like, oh, yeah, you go, girl. You deserve so much better than his ass. You go get yourself a real man. <laughs> And, and, like, all your girlfriends are all, like, cheering you on. But if you, as a guy, and you're leaving the, the relationship, it could be for the same reasoning that she would want to leave a relationship. But no, you're an asshole. You're a prick. You're a piece of shit. That's what I always hated about leaving a relationship, especially as a guy. Because you were always an asshole. And I always hated that. And it's like you know you, you you get treated like shit you get looked at like shit people around you the friends the family everybody they look at you so terribly and you're like look i just i got to i got to do what's right for me okay like like i'm sorry okay so whatever if if you got to get mad at someone i guess get mad at me all right so i'm the asshole I'm the prick i'm the piece of shit here, okay just so let it out, okay, I can handle it. I remember after I left the second one, I remember this one night in Australia, like I was just I was so sad, and the sun was shining, and I just because I, I didn't know, because you don't know. You make decisions like this, you don't know what the outcome's gonna be. You just want it to be next week already, so you're past all this like pain and you have a bit of a direction. Like, that's just what it feels like. You're like, I wish I was there next week already. I don't want to be right here right after making the decision. And so it was like one of the first times I, uh, I think it might've been the first night I moved into this place after moving out of hers. And that's when it kind of like sinks in right in that moment and the sun was going down and When I'm really sad, I I hate I hate the nighttime. I just I just I hate it I just want to go to sleep when it's light out and wake up when it's light out I don't want dark because when it gets dark. It just feels so much more lonely and so much more quiet Because at least during the day, you might be able to, like, chat with somebody, you know, chat with a friend. Um, But when it's nighttime, you don't necessarily have that ability to, so it's a lot different. So I I remember one of these nights, I was just, the night was coming, and I was just like, oh, I was dreading it. I was dreading the night coming, and because as it got darker and darker, the more sad and quiet it felt and when it when it gets to that point it just everything just starts to come out and it's just it's terrible it's a a terrible feeling and so yeah like like i've said it's, it's not easy leaving relationships and it's incredibly hard but it can be incredibly worth it and you you may not be able to maybe you might not be able to leave it right now because you might have a house you might have kids you might have all these things that tie you to it so it may take you let's say five years this is the weird thing about people and this is what i know about people people want everything right here right now they're like oh no i can't leave the relationship right now i'm like yeah but what are you doing right now to like get to that point i'm like well nothing i'm like, okay well if you're doing nothing, then you'll never leave the relationship let 's say it took you let's say it took you five years to finally leave the relationship that is like draining you of all your life, draining you of you of all your happiness let's say it took you five years, but you started today five years later, finally, you can do it boom you're out. you have a whole life ahead of you. But because, it's, because it could take five years, let's say, for some people, they don't want to do it. And this is what blows me away. They, they don't want to do it. What they'd rather do, they're like, no, I want to do it right now. But I can't do it right now. I'm like, okay, well, if you can't do it right now, let's work towards something so that, who knows, maybe you can do it in the next three to five years. They're like, no, I don't want to do that. So you're willing to just stay in this relationship for the rest of your life, 20, 30, 40, 50 fucking years, You'd rather do that than to go through hell for five years to eventually have just a blissful life afterwards. That is literally what people would do. People do it in jobs. People do it in relationships. People do it in the cities that they they live in. People do that all the time. It's just it's fascinating. They look at like like I always say the way I live my life is not how I say everybody should live their life okay like I I own like next to nothing very minimalist type lifestyle it's not for everybody okay I'm not saying that's the way to go but it is nice when you don't have that debt that debt that is holding you back and I, I know people who have the debt and they look at that and they're like oh wow I wish I could do that I'm like, yeah, but what are you doing to get there? i like, well, nothing. I'm like, oh yeah, it must be nice for you because you don't have all this stuff. I'm like, yeah, but they're like, they're like, I want to travel. I want to do this. I want to do that. They're, they're saying all these things and it's like, okay, we'll start today. You may not be able to do it today, but three, five years from now, you may be able to do it. They're like, well, no, I want to do it today. So because they can't do it today, they don't wanna do it in the next three to five years, so they'd rather just stick to the life that they're living and do that for the rest of their life and being miserable. I've seen this shit so many times. So many times it just blows me away. So, let's talk about my apology letters, okay? Remember how I said when you leave a relationship when you're a guy, you're an asshole? Yes. Here's the thing. I always say, where's where's my apology letters? Where's the thank yous from me? Because in the in the moment, you were the biggest asshole ever. Everybody looked at you in a certain way, everybody said things about you, all this stuff. But then fast forward a few years later, they're off, married, happy, in a new relationship, buying a house, doing all this shit, having kids, whatever. And not once did they ever come back and say, hey, Nathan, I just wanted to tell you that I'm sorry for the things that I may have said, for the way I may have acted back then. I wanna say sorry and thank you. Thank you for having the courage. Thank you for going through everything that you did Thank you for seeing that it wasn't going to work out with us. And thank you for ending the relationship between us because without that, I never would have met this person. And if I never would have met this person, I never would have gotten married. I never would have bought this house. I never would have done this in my life if it wasn't for you making that decision. And I know in that decision that it was hard for you and I didn't make it any easier. And that's why I wanna say I'm sorry and thank you. If it wasn't for you, I wouldn't have the life that I have today. So please, take my apology and thank you. Do you think I ever get something like that? (laughs) Fuck no. (laughs) No, of course not. Okay? It's because of me, you're in that situation. Without me, you wouldn't be in that situation. (laughs) Uh, mm. Where's my apology letter? Okay? I I distinctly remember being called an asshole. I distinctly remember being treated pretty badly because I was doing what I felt was best for me. But apparently I was doing what was best for both of us. So where is my apology? (laughs) But that's the thing, okay? Relationships are great. Okay, you will learn a lot in relationships, okay? you learn what you like. And what you don't like but don't jump into them okay so many people do that all the time it, it it just blows me away like right now if I walk down the street and I just especially let's say Prince George BC if I walk down the street start telling holding a sign up saying I'm looking to settle down Jesus panties be dropping left right and center like okay true story true story won't get too detailed about this but so I know somebody who okay somebody came along and they started telling this woman exactly what she wanted to hear like ooh yeah I want to settle down I want to buy a house I want to have a family I'm like I'm really really serious I'm I'm done with all that other stuff I'm done I tell you I'm done this chick she's just eating it up I always say, if you say this kind of stuff, you will have women eating out of the palm of your hands. Like, not everywhere, okay? Not, I'm not saying everywhere, but I'm saying in like a little town like this, okay? So, she's just eating it right up. Here's what happens. She decides to sleep with him that night. <laughs> That's all right. And then the next morning, after the drinks have worn off, guess who changes their mind and singing a different tune? Oh, you know he is. Yeah. Because why? Because he got in on some of them sugar walls. That's why. It's like, damn. (laughs) I'm sorry, ladies. I'm sorry to to be vulgar, but it's true. But the thing is, is that, like, when I talk to her and she's getting all mad and stuff, like, I can't believe this, bro, what an asshole, what a jerk. I'm like, hold up, hold up. I will be the first to say that what he did was not good, okay? I know I could do it, but I don't. I I know I could have these women eating out of the palm of my hands if I wanted to, but I don't because I'd rather be myself, I'd rather be honest, I'd rather have my own integrity, and if they don't want to accept me for that, then they don't get to have me. So, I understand that what he did was, it was not good, it was rude, it was terrible, yes. However, I'm about to say something that you are not. Okay, let me just stand behind this wall right here while i say this okay you are not going to like this who do you get mad at more do you get mad at him for saying things that he didn't actually mean in order to get you to sleep with him should i be mad at him and think he's an asshole or should i get mad at you for sleeping with him just because he told you exactly what you wanted to hear the very same night and this is where like i hide behind the wall and kind (laughs) of hope she's not gonna bite my head off but it's true it's like yes don't get me wrong i'm not saying that like i'm not condoning what he did His actions were terrible. I will agree with that 100%. But don't walk in here pretending like you're Little Miss fucking Mary Poppins. Okay? Because if that's all it took for him to get in them sugar walls, like... I think you need to take a look in the mirror there, princess. I'm sorry. Sorry to break the truth to you, but sometimes we got to hear it so you're both at fault okay so as much as you are angry at him you should be as much angry at yourself because if that's all it took for him to get in on some of that action <laughs> wow that's not it's not very hard I'm going to say Like I said, that's pretty much what you could do. You could walk down the street holding up a sign saying that you want to settle down and start a family. Panties be dropping left, right, and center. So, anyways, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Okay, if you are in a relationship and you're unhappy, you know, first of all, try to make it work. Do everything that you can to try and make it work. Find a reason why it's not being fulfilled okay there's 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 cause and effect for everything okay if a man cheats on a woman there's a cause and effect to it i'm not condoning his actions but i'm just saying why did he get there okay if a woman whatever whatever the situation first of all try to fix it okay if you've gone through all the things And you've done so much soul-searching, and you said, you know what, I've looked deep into my heart and my soul, and at the end of the day, I'm just not fulfilled in this marriage. That is 100% unequivocally okay. Everybody around you will tell you that you're a horrible person, that you're going to fuck up your kids, that you're a piece of shit, everything. But you can always come to me, you can tell me your story, and I will say... As long as you're being right, being real, I will support you, okay? So, just always remember that. The whole idea of marriage and sailing off to the sunset when you're 80 years old, that's fantastic. Some people can do it. Some people can do it, but it's not for everybody. Okay, who you were, if you're a high school sweetheart, I know know there's a whole like oh these guys were high school sweethearts and the, it's so sweet of a story to hear yeah but who the like what the fuck do you know when you're 16 years old you know nothing nothing when you're 20 years old you know nothing when i was 25 years old i knew nothing i'm 34 years old i still fucking know jack shit i'm still learning every single day I'm still learning, I'm still growing, I'm still failing, I'm still trying, I'm still succeeding, and I will continue to do that until the day I die. So what I know now could be completely different to what I know tomorrow. And what you know when you're 16 years old with your high school sweetheart, Whenever I see a high school sweetheart, especially if it comes from, like, a small town, like, up in Prince George, I just roll my eyes. (laughs) I'm like, okay. If I was a betting man, I would go all in on the fact that I got 200 bucks right here. I got 200 bucks right here. Right here, cash. Boom. I would go all in. Put it all, baby, on the fact that that is one unhappy-ass marriage right there. I'm sorry. (laughs) People would say, oh, Nathan, you're so, you're so cynical, you're so negative. No, it's just the reality. It's just the reality. There's a reason the divorce rate is 44%. And I've said it many times before, that's just all the people who had the courage to get out of the marriage. Doesn't mean that the rest, the 56 other percent, are just fucking on cloud nine. No. Furthest thing from it. The other marriages, many of them aren't happy. If everybody had the courage to leave their unhappy marriage, that 44% divorce rate would skyrocket. I think probably close to 80%, I would say. I'd be confident in saying that. Just take a look around. It's easy to see fake relationships, it's just, yeah, it's terrible. Anyways. Hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. I hope you got something from it. And I hope that I've inspired you in a way to, to look deep in your soul, that if you're unhappy about something that you're gonna change it. That's my biggest thing is that you gotta find out what do you truly want in life? Why do you believe the things that you believe? Why do you think you wanna get a house? Why do you think you wanna buy a brand new car? Why do you think you want to get married? Why do you think you want to have kids? You want to bring life into this world that's already overpopulated. Why do you think we need you to bring more life into this world? You find the answers to these questions. And you may dig deep. and You might find some of the answers may surprise you. you may even realize that a lot of these beliefs that you have aren't even your beliefs they've been instilled upon you from societal rules from your family expectations from your peer group i walk around like my old say peer group everyone's having kids everyone everyone's having kids it's just just what you do so take a deep inward search and find the answers to these questions and find out where these beliefs came from question them question your own beliefs always audit your own beliefs every few years go through your beliefs again if you don't believe in God ask yourself why don't you believe in God or if you do believe in God ask yourself why you do believe in God I'm not making this a religious thing, I'm just giving an example. Whatever it is. Anyways, Nathan, Unplugged Freedom Podcast. If you listen to this, this whole entire thing of me just rambling away, tell me in the comments, let me know. I, I love to hear you guys. It's you guys that when I hear that someone has actually like sat and listened to this whole thing, Like, I don't even know what the heck I just talked about for, I don't even know how long this is. But if you listen to this and you're like, yo, Nathan, I listened to that whole thing and I got to say, I disagree with you. I'm like, great. I'm just glad that you listened to the whole thing and you didn't listen to the first five minutes and then come in and say, I disagree with you. Because that's two completely different things. But if you came in and you said, I listened to the whole entire thing, front to back, without stopping no distractions and i gotta tell you i disagree with you 110 percent. fantastic i still love you okay so anyways nathan unplugged freedom podcast you can download the podcast you can listen to the podcast your favorite podcast episode on spotify anchor uh all all the podcast places apple podcasts visit unpluggedfreedom.com download my ebook You can also find me on YouTube for the time being until they censor me and ban me because they don't like a lot of the things that I do talk about. You can find me on Telegram, Telegram app. Search for Unplugged Freedom. Uh, Slowly getting onto Bitchute, slowly getting onto Rumble and yeah, Unplugged Freedom, all right? Share with your friends, let them know, okay? Uh, Especially the ones who are in unhappy marriages, maybe they need to hear this. Alright, so thank you very much for listening and I will talk to you guys later, alright? Peace.